The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Wilbertson. I'm your host. It is Thursday, November 4th. I'm still basking in the glow of the Braves World Series victory, but we have NFL football to get to, and we have a scorcher on Thursday night as the Colts and the Jets play. Mike White, Carson Wentz. Oh, my goodness. How exciting. You can watch us recap it live on YouTube. We Give uh, re- We do recaps live on YouTube Sundays, Mondays, and Thursdays after the last football game, the primetime game. Also, 1 p.m. Tuesdays and Thursdays, we have mock draft uh, show on – we have an A mock draft show on Tuesday and our picks show on Thursday. All those shows are live, youtube.com slash pick six. Subscribe and turn on the alerts or just go to your app on your phone. Search for pick six. You can subscribe. Leave us your be- – this show is also on YouTube, by the way. Um, and we'll, we'll have – we'll do the uh, – we'll do the picks – and then we'll do the props, and then we'll do DFS on YouTube only. Joining me to do all of that and to break it down, Tyler Sullivan. Sully, what's up, buddy? Well, what's going on? Congrats on your title. Happy for you, man. Thank you. Um, yeah, pretty awesome. Welcome to the title town. It's, it's like surreal. It's like, are we really, really a title? Like, <laughs> the Braves are under 500 at the All-Star break. Yeah, that's crazy. That's that's so that's, that's a really cool story. Yeah, and it had to go through the Dodgers and then the Astros, and it was like everybody's kind of rooting for the Braves in a weird way yeah, because I definitely was after the Astros yeah. knocked out my Red Sox. I was very yeah, much rooting well, for you. And the Astros are noted cheaters. I'm looking around. I had some. Oh boy, they got lost in the celebration. I had some uh, pearls I was wearing last night for Jock Peterson. Uh, my lucky pearls. The Braves in the NC State three and zero when I'm wearing pearls. <laughs> All uh, right, so- I like it. Yeah, I'm sure I'll look like real cool wearing this. The game you got to wear that tonight, or you got to wear that on Thursday night football to give us a good juju for these bets. I know. Yeah, we got to win some bets. Um, I actually got a uh, DM from somebody who said our props are on fire, so good for us. Love it. Yeah, we Thank did. We did. We did well on Monday night. Uh, the only one I think we only really missed on Kelsey. I was big on Kelsey, but yeah. uh, Hardman hit the the total hit the the under the the, the Giants we way under. We were pretty yeah way under. I mean way he, under and he, the Giants. Well. Yeah, 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 yeah. The um. The DFS wise, it was impossible. To, the key was to have four Giants and like Tyreek Hill as your captain. You got, I think you could have had Mahomes in there too. And it didn't matter. Although he, he might, might have had, had to have Gore, you know. He'd have all. Gore and uh, John Ross. Yeah. So anyway, we'll get to uh, we'll get to DFS in a minute. Let's break down this game. I actually got a cult. I mean, uh, Jets Bengals on the TV as we're breaking this down. It's it's, it's fascinating to see. Um, the Colts are going to be without T.Y. Hilton for this matchup. I'm trying to see. Obviously, the um, the Jets will be starting Mike White. There will be no Zach Wilson in this game. As uh, we record this on Wednesday afternoon, we still don't have Wednesday. How? I mean, the Jets are Eastern time, guys. How do you not have a practice report out by Wednesday at 345? What are, what are we doing here? Classic Jets. Uh, Tevin Coleman did not practice Monday or Tuesday. Neither did Corey Davis or George Fant. Um, 
Zach Wilson is not technically out yet, but I mean, he ain't, he ain't playing. Let's, let's be real here. Um, and then uh, Bryce Hall. I think Robert Sala already announced that he was going to, Mike White was going to start. Like, no surprise, yeah. but it was like, you know, he's, he's starting. Yeah, exactly. So we're getting, we're getting Mike White as, the, in yeah. fact, he may have announced it after the game. Yeah, that's exactly what I think happened. Yeah, which is, I mean, okay. Like, what? Like, sure, whatever. Uh, actually, T.Y. Hilton, I'm sorry. T.Y. Hilton is questionable. Uh, full, that is from, what how is this? What is what is happening here, Colts? What are you doing? This is last week's injury report. Uh, you know what? I I I I didn't do a good job looking at the injuries. Do you know? But do you know about T. Y. Hilton? Anybody know about T. Y. Hilton? What do I? Doing? I think it's an outside <laughs> chance that he. Uh, you know, it's more likely that he doesn't play than he plays. Oh no, he has been ruled out for Thursday game. Cool. Thursday game. Mike Wells of ESPN reports. Uh, also for that's the only Quentin Nelson is questionable too. That would be a big one. If Quentin Nelson somehow did not play in this particular game, because I don't know if you heard this, Quentin Nelson, uh, very good at yeah. professional football and a, and a big factor in the run game and for, in protecting Carson Wentz. So uh, those are that is, that is one to watch. T.Y. Hilton is out. And we'll get to that in a second. Um, I, I'm going to plead Braves for my ignorance on the injury report. That's <laughs> good. All right, it's fine. That's, that's what my excuse is going to be. Uh, what do you think about this game, though? Colts minus 10 and a half. It's a it, kind of shocking number given that the Jets just won a game against the Bengals. I, I think this uh, is the theme. Sorry. This is the theme where I, I, you know, I looked at a lot of these numbers and I just feel like all of them are a little too high. They're just yeah. a little. I mean, I don't want to take the Jets in this. I feel like I should just go with the Colts because it, it, it just feels like the Jets caught Cincinnati kind of, you know, a little too big for their britches. They were, they were, it was like the first time I think all season they were a double digit favorite going into a game. Uh, they, it's their first time as a road favorite. Cincinnati's first last week or Cincinnati's first time as a road favorite of double digits since 1983. Okay. So yeah, there you go. I mean, you know, it's just, I think that they kind of thought a little bit too big of themselves, trap game, and, and, and Mike White happened, throws for 400-whatever yards. And now I just wonder, okay, can lightning strike twice? Can he really, on a short week, take this New York Jets team, which from top to bottom is inferior to this Indianapolis Colts, go on the road and take them down? I just have a hard time seeing it. But at the same time, I'm like, do I really want to lay 10.5 points with Carson Wentz? I really don't want to. But I think at the end of the day, push comes to shove. I have to. I just feel like it's a letdown game for the Jets and the Colts. You got to just lay the points here, even though it's a massive number. Yeah, I mean, it's almost like 10 and a half is sort of purposely stinky. Like, yeah. like I think, yeah. Yeah. you know, it's weird because we've seen all these teams, you know, the Rams cover 15 and a half or, you know, I'm, I'm, yeah, the Texans nearly came back and covered the 16 and a half, but the Rams covered the opening number, right? Um, the, uh, you know, we're, we're seeing teams cover these big numbers. And I agree with you completely. The Colts don't, you know, the Colts just lost to the Titans. They have looked a lot better the last few weeks, but we saw fresh in our minds, as I point out. I mean, the, this Jets Bengals game is all like, it's fresh, right? I mean, we're, I can't help but think about it. And you're like, well, I mean, like, surely the Jets, if they can beat the Bengals, they can hang with the Colts. You're right though. The Colts are just a much better team. I don't want to take the Colts at all. I, I think with double, I mean, push like push comes to shove for me, double digits is just too much, and I'll take the Jets, but I something about this is concerning. Like, I mean, yeah. is Mike White is is that my is 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 Mike White the guy who threw for 400 yards, or is you know, or is is reality gonna set him? I mean, he did have two interceptions. 
Jesse threw, he threw 45 times in that game. It's ridiculous. Not 14 targets to Michael Carter. And they're basically dinking and dunking all over the middle. I mean, that's all he did was just bing, 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 bing. Um, I mean, I mean, it did average 10 yards a carry, but I mean, or 10 yards a pass, but like, I, I don't know, uh, less than 10, sorry, but I, I don't know, man. I, I think it is, it seems obvious to take the Jets and that concerns me. Yeah. And so, you know, that's kind of where, you know, I think it's almost, you know, it's weird because again, we're talking about Mike White, he only has one start under his belt, but I feel like you have to take it, you know, we're looking at it from a very much micro view of what we saw in week eight. I almost feel like we got to have to step back a little bit. And that's kind of why I'm leaning towards Indianapolis, because if I just zoom out a little bit over the totality of the last couple of weeks here, Indianapolis has really been catching fire here. And they just ended up losing a game to a team in Tennessee that has very good weapons on the offensive side of the ball. And Carson Wentz wasn't particularly clutch in that game through a couple of interceptions, you know, a couple of bad ones there. So it's, you know, you could see the ways that they could correct those mistakes and go into that, into this game on Thursday. Whereas I feel like that's a lot easier to do than asking Mike White to again, go and just defeat this team that, you know, is again, just more talented than you and throw for 400 yards. So we basically have the same rough, you know, analysis of this game. It's just, you, you, the coin flips one way and the coin's flipping the other way for me. It's, you know, we're pretty, you know, like-minded. It's, it's just, it's tough because of this number. It's really, it, like, right. Like if it was nine and a half, I don't think I'd have a problem taking yeah. the Colts. And if it was, you know, 14 and a half, I would have no problem taking the Jets. I, I guess that actually informs my decision. Maybe I should take the Colts. Like I need 14 to feel confident that the, the Jets is the answer. The other thing too is like, you look at that game against Tennessee. I mean, the Colts were up 14, nothing less than eight minutes into that game. They were carving up the Tennessee defense. Carson Wentz looked awesome. He's throwing the ball over the place, hit, hit in, you know, two touchdown passes to Michael Pittman. And then, you know, Tennessee came back basically without Derrick Henry, who was banged up and, and you know, only carried 28 times for 68 yards. But, I mean, like, he wasn't a huge part of that comeback. It was all uh, Ryan Tannehill, A.J. Brown. I don't know. I, it doesn't – like, if the Colts come out and jump all over the Jets, I don't know that Mike White necessarily storms back. So – yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm leaning towards the Jets, but I don't really feel good about it. Total wise, it is actually down to 45 and a half. I think the under is probably a pretty good look here. I mean, I know that the Colts scored 31 against the Titans, but again, if you get a situation where it's 14 nothing Indy, they're they I I would guess that they learned their lesson against the Titans and they will give Jonathan Taylor 30 carries if they get a lead here against the Jets because they have to win this game. I mean, this is a must-win game for the Colts. Um, also, both of the Jets' wins were at home, I believe, because the Titans were in New York. Yeah, and obviously I believe that's true. Yeah, I so I mean, true. so you know, this is a whole different ball game. Road game, prime time. Maybe Mike White turns into a pumpkin here. That that that's sort of the analysis, right? Yeah, and you're talking about, I mean, you mentioned it, he threw, you know, over 40 times last week. He's probably going to have to do that again. Indianapolis is the number one ranked defense against the run in DVOA. So it's not like, you know, Michael Carter, who had a great week last week in the passing game and, you know, on the ground. It's not like you're going to really, they really haven't been able to figure out a running game New York has throughout this season. And so you can't really try to balance it and help the kid out a little bit in this game where you say, okay, look, we're going to start running the football a little bit, ease the pressure off of Mike Waite. You really can't against this defense, at least what we've seen so far this season. So you're going to ask him to pass a ton in this game. And I just, again, I feel like we would know by now if, you know, if he was able to do this, throw 45, you know, 40 plus times a game and throw 400 yards. I feel like some coaching staff along the way here, he's been in the league a few years now, would have been like, hey, 
maybe this guy's got something. It's not the, you know, we're not just finding out because the number two overall pick in Zach Wilson got hurt and now he's ascending. I feel like one of these teams would have, would have kind of figured that out by now. So again, I think it's it's more likely that he turns into a pumpkin than you know, Indianapolis just completely falls in their face and looks like the team that we saw last week. By the way, Mike White's jersey and uh, game ball on display in Canton. That's pretty good. And I saw, I saw why is uh, way, why? I saw this other stat here. Uh, it's uh, I believe it was it was like a Bleacher Report, uh, you know, social post. So game uh, Mike White's game check last week it was fifty k. And a better who bet one thousand dollars for him as the passing yeah. yard leader won hundred and twenty five k. That's amazing! <laughs> what a Imagine world! Making more more on an NFL game than an NFL than the actual NFL player. Uh, the the reason his uh his, it's in his uh, jerseys in the Hall of Fame. His thirty seven completions were the most by a quarterback in his first NFL start. Uh, Mike White joined Cam Newton as the only player since nineteen fifty to pass for at least four hundred yards in their first NFL start. He's also the Jets' first 400-yard passer since Vinny Testaverde threw for 481 on Christmas Eve 2000, which has been 327 games. So, I mean, what's more likely, that Mike White comes back to earth or that Mike White is a legendary quarterback who's about to enter into uh, next-level lore? I would say it's probably the latter. And by the way, I'm um, talking about the dinking and dunking. He did have one long touchdown pass that was uh, traveled 20 yards in the air. He only had one other attempt beyond 15 yards i the the concern for me would be that if you're if, if you're if you're back in the jets that matt eberflus the defensive coordinator looks at this chart it's like all right we're gonna we're gonna rush for deforest buckner go do damage uh, in, in the interior and you just squat linebackers and 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 drop your safety walk your safeties down and dare him to throw over top of you because i don't think that he's gonna be able to do it particularly if Corey davis uh, is out of this game for any reason all right let's take a break and when we come back we'll talk props the all-new hyundai 2024 santa fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family the all-new hyundai santa fe's features like available h-track all-wheel drive standard third row seating available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, Used to go as a kid. Wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So, on the prop side of things... We have plenty of options here over 
uh, at Caesars. It just, they don't seem too too concerned with any of the injuries in this game. Um, if, finally, Sully, we got a we got an injury free game for the most part. Unfortunately, it's just a ten and a half point game with the Colts and the Jets. I mean, this is this is truly the first stinker of the year. I got to tell you, man, uh, Carson Wentz total passing touchdowns one and a half. I kind of love the over at one and a half at minus one thirty. Um, they'll well look. The problem is if they if the Colts get like a 21-0 lead and they just squat on it, you're probably not going to get there. But I don't know. I feel like one and a half, I, I'm more than willing to take the over there. So that's one of my first props. I like it. No, I mean, again, you know, Wentz, you know, it's it, it's exactly what you just said. It depends on kind of how the game goes early on. If it's Jonathan sure. Taylor ripping off an 80-yard touchdown and they start to kind of gain a lead here, you're, you're kind of bleep out of luck there just because it doesn't seem like that that'll really kind of, you know, cement itself later on in the game because they probably won't have to do that if it's if it's a if it's a Colts blowout and yeah. he doesn't get, and they're up by three touchdowns and two of them aren't Carson Wentz passes then we're probably in trouble yeah I, I totally agree and the other one for me with Wentz is interceptions just has to throw one plus 120 again you're getting plus money here he threw two last week and I just wonder again he's been pretty sharp since he's joined Indianapolis he only threw one interception outside of that game last week so he's been turnover free at least you know when he's dropping back to pass but I do wonder again a couple of those interceptions were very uh Carson Wentz Philadelphia Eagles-esque and, mm. I, and I do wonder we talk a lot about uh, Mike White turning back into a pumpkin. Let's see what happens here with Carson Wentz, too. It all it takes is one little mistake. They, the, the Jets do have C.J. Mosley back. They got him back last week. Could they start to maybe apply some pressure to him and, and it kind of flushes him a little bit? Again, just want, you know, I'm not throwing, putting the house on it, but if I can get that at plus money after him throwing two last week, I, I do feel pretty good about it. Yeah, you would. the Jets will need to get pressure on him for sure. And I also think it's one of those where it needs to be a blowout. Or it needs yeah. to not be a blowout, excuse yeah. me, because yeah. yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, um, and look, basically, if Carson Wentz, if the Colts have a big lead, if the Colts get a lead of double digits or more, they are going to take the air out of the ball and they're going to run the living mess out of the ball. I mean, that's just that's just how that's going to that's just how that's going to work. I feel like, uh, and it should be surprising. They didn't do it last week, uh, which was clearly a mistake. The uh, Jets, in terms of rush defense DVOA, I tend to think of them as having like a decent uh, rush defense, but they are 23rd. They're better at stopping the run than stopping the pass, but in general, just a bad defense. And if Carson Wentz is able, I mean, excuse me, if Carson Wentz, if Quentin Nelson is able to go, then the Colts should be able to have their way running the football uh, in this particular matchup. I also have uh, Mike White under 37 and a half pass attempts. Um, I don't disagree that we could easily see him throw the ball a ton if the Jets are trailing. But in this scenario, I think you see, again, Indy, take the air out of the ball, runs the football, shortens the game with a lead, and it just means Mike White is going to have to have some pretty lengthy drives to get the 38 pass attempts, which is frankly just a ton. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I know what you mean on that. And again, I, I have the over on his completions here, almost because of what we were talking about before the break here, about the kind of dink and dunk nature sure. of this Jets offense that needed to happen here. And if you look at, you know, kind of some advanced statistics here, you know, we have a we have an advanced uh, advanced stats team that sends out some emails to us. And I found these ones pretty interesting. Uh, 42% of his passes last week, Mike White's, were either zero or to five air yards. And he had an 81 completion percentage when throwing within that range. And the Colts 
they allow the fifth highest completion percentage in the NFL between zero and five air yards, around 73% completion percentage there. So it's something it's something that Mike White does well, or at least you know he did well last week, and it's something that the Indianapolis Colts have been giving up this season. So if that's something where Indian that New York finds something, hey, we can move the football this way. Yeah, we're going up against the team that has the number one ranked run defense in DVOA. Here's a way we can move the ball over a course of short fields and not expose our young or inexperienced quarterback to trying to chuck it down the field. This is one way to do it. And again, you you, you would have to have a number of pass attempts here to kind of do that. But again, I, I do see him maybe uh, getting over that total here because I like the matchup. Yeah, and. Yep, I tend to agree with that. The this game too, the Bengals defense just didn't show up, and the and the Jets were able to score kind of easily. And Mike yeah. White slinging around, so I, I don't I don't hate the completions at all. I mean, I think you can get you know you can get twenty four of you get twenty four of thirty five, and I mean yeah, you know, we're still you, there's a window to get both of those sure. for sure. Uh, same same sort of thing by the way with Michael Carter receiving yards over thirty eight and a half. That's just too low. The, yeah, yeah. I was just talking about this. Team targets last week in. He's going to occupy the space that you're discussing with those short air yards. Yep, yep. I was just talking about this with producer Chris before the show started. I was trying to find the Michael the Michael Carter uh, receiving yards. I couldn't find it on Caesars. Uh, maybe they took it down for a second. You know, obviously those things change when there's a you know when, when there's an sure. unknown status with a Corey Davis. They kind of move things around there. I love it. I, no, I think that's uh, way too. Thirty-five and a half. I'm sorry, I did that wrong. Thirty-five and a half minus one thirty. Okay. Either way, love it even more. You're talking yeah. about a guy that you know is going to throw in that short, intermediate portion of the field. And Mike White is. I mean, uh, uh, Michael Carter is somebody who I think is going to be the main beneficiary of those targets. So yeah, no, I love that. I agree. Um, I've got a one for Carson Wentz as well. I think over rush yards is a pretty good look here. It's eight and a half. Um, it, it, we know we all know that Carson Wentz is sort of you know he's been banged up, had the foot injury, had the shoulder injury. Uh, but if you look at his look at his game logs, the first two games of the season, four carries for twenty three yards and five carries for thirty seven yards. Uh, you know he did not run at all against Tennessee. Clearly, mobility was an issue, and they were concerned about his health. Uh, ran five times for eight yards against Miami and then two carries each of the next two games but then the last two for a total of six yards by the way uh, the last two games though four carries for 23 yards against San Francisco and three carries for 11 yards against Tennessee neither of those are huge numbers but I think there's a building comfort with Carson Wentz in terms of his ability to run the ball the Jets are a bad defense we could easily see uh Carson Wentz Pick up just one. All you need is one third down scramble, third and long, and you're you get nine yards, and we're and we're there. I don't think it's crazy to suggest uh, that he could get there in the first half. And like these, like some of these other props, there is a path to failure if Carson, you know, if the if the Colts have a huge lead, because I doubt Carson Wentz will expose his body to being hit if the Colts have a large lead. Yep, and you also just got to be careful on those as well. Obviously, when when we do talk about these these uh, these rushing stats for quarterbacks, you know, yeah, he can have that. He can have that. Uh, he can have that nine yard run in the first quarter somewhere that scrambles, but then all of a sudden you're down that final drive. And he kneels down, and you lose that by a little bit. We saw that earlier this year with uh, with Tom Brady. His prop was, I think, uh, three yards. Oh God, he, that was brutal. And he, or it was two and a half, and he rushed for three and kneeled down twice, and it was game over, or something along those lines. No, no, was that brutal. was it. I had the, it was like it was it was it was like three and a half. He rushed for four, and I was like giggling about it because I'd given it out, I think. And then it's like, and then he's taking knees. And I'm like, oh no! Somebody texted me there. Like, I had the under on that one. So. Good for you. Good for you. Oh, it was Akeem Dermish had the under. That's who it was. We were talking about it on the on the show. He's like, yeah, I think it was Akeem anyway. Um, the uh, worth noting, if this is a big time blowout, 
it would not be insane to see some Sam Ellinger here too. No. I mean, like, I mean look, the Colts, the Colts, the Jets are a bad football team. I mean, the Colts could the Colts could blow them out. I mean, that's I mean, that's not that's not a you know, it's a ten and a half point spread at home, right? I mean, it's, it wouldn't be insane if if the Colts. Um, I mean, the, the Jets lost fifty four thirteen to the Patriots. They lost twenty six nothing at Denver. They lost. They were in London against the Falcons. They lost fourteen nineteen at the Panthers. I mean, they just their road performances have been abysmal. So it's not out of the you know it's not out of the question that if you t- taking Carson Wentz overs or any Colts overs are inherently dangerous just because of that factor. Yep, and that's exactly why I'm a little skeptical skeptical about this Michael Pittman one receiving yards over sixty eight and a half. That's a a pretty big number, kind of like what I was saying before. I, I feel like a lot of these numbers are just a little bit too big for my co- for my comfort level. But I also am like, I don't want to take the under on these because I still feel like you know Michael Pittman could could easily <laughs> I'm not an under guy. No, no I'm not an under guy. That's not I like my, you know. T- no T. Y. Hilton. I, I, Pittman. I definitely looked at. it. I was hoping it would be in the fifth, like high fifties yeah. or low sixties. Um, Sixty eight and a half is, is a lot, but he's he's gotten there in each of the last two games. He has gotten there, I believe, one, two, three, four times this season. And I mean, he had 15 targets and 10 catches last week. The dude is a beast. And we're it's talking about a- and we're talking about a defense too, where it's 27th in the league in DVOA against the pass. It's not like he's going up against this Legion of Doom second Doom secondary. Right. If um, or even Legion of Boom. Legion of Boom. That too. <laughs> At least I, I watched I watched Dune today and I have, oh, I have Dune in my head. How was how was Dune? I want to watch that. Oh, uh, good. I like it. I'm a big like Marvel Star Wars kind oh, of. Oh, is it fan. like Marvel and Star Wars? Yeah, it's got that vibe. Got that uh, vibe. I'm, I'm, that's what I'm watching tonight. Because yeah. hey, hey, you know what? No World Series game seven tonight. That's right. Crack <laughs> a bottle of red wine and watch some Dune. Like um uh yeah, I I like I like the Pittman over too. And you know, just looking at the receivers, we saw T. Higgins get over that number and Tyler Boyd get over that number last week for the Bengals. Jamar Chase somehow did not. Should have called two touchdowns though. Um, okay, so speaking of touchdowns. Oh, I also have Naheem Hines over receiving yards 11 and a half. Again, you know, caveat being that if if uh, if if it's a blowout and Hines isn't there, he's not going to be catching passes. But he's starting to be the la- last week. He got a lot more involved in the pass game. I could see him. You know, he it, you don't need much for him to get over this number. Let's talk about some first touchdown scorers. I need to know why is Ashton Doolin 18 to one, and additionally. Who is Ashton Doolin? Was he on that 70s show? Is that who that was? <laughs> That's a good one. I like that. Uh, in fact, when you type Ashton into Google, uh, they first, obviously, uh, Doolin is not your first name that comes up. It's uh, it's Mr. Mister Kuchar. Um, Ashton Doolin, by the way, is a uh, <laughs> is an American football wide receiver and return specialist for the Indianapolis Colts of the National Football League. That's he played college football for Malone University, <laughs> in case you're wondering what Wikipedia says. He is, I guess, going to be the number two for the Colts with T.Y. Hilton out. Um, Mike Strachan uh, and Zach Pascal. I guess Zach Pascal will be the two, and Ashton yeah. Doolin will be the third. But 18-1 to 1 is absurd. Like, that's obnoxious. That yeah, number. that is. That makes sense. I mean, for somebody who we had to Google in, in Wikipedia that he's an American football player, 18-1 to 1 is, is kind of crazy. Football league, yeah. I, yeah, I don't know if I love that one again. I just like, you know, watch There's, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a method to the madness, he's I guess. Definitely catching it. Like, he's, <laughs> like I'm, I'm probably going to, I'm probably going to bet it because he's definitely catching it. Like, just so I don't feel like an idiot, but that's just for what it's worth. 
Yeah, no, I, I know what you mean, because it's just, it's one of those. I like Zach Pascal 10 to 1. I don't love the value there either. Like, I feel like that's a little bit too steep for, or a little too cheap for him. I, I just, I think that, you know, again, we're talking about. It's, it's too short. Like, you feel like it should be like yeah. 15 to 1. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The, the, the problem with these touchdown scores in, we just, we look, one, we've seen that the books are annoyed at people getting good. Like, they've shortened the numbers. I think people are betting these a lot more in 2021. And so they shorten the numbers because it used to be like, Zach Pascal's 25 to one. Yeah. You know, and now he's 10 to one. Uh, Michael Pittman, six and a half to one. Michael Carter, six to one. And Jonathan Taylor, three and a half to one. Honestly, the Jonathan Taylor is probably the best bet. It's just three and a half to one for those odds. It's just not, not like that should be, that should be like plus five twenty five or something. You yeah. Know, it's, like Devontae like, Adams at his peak when he was catching every first touchdown from Aaron Rodgers rarely got down to three three and a half to one i mean five to one you have a first touchdown you have to between both teams that's crazy it's ridiculous yeah. yeah so you know that's kind of where i'm at again if we're looking at like some good like you know obscure values here tyler croft 30 to one he taught, caught a touchdown last week so i you know there's there's you could say there's chemistry between right. he and mike white you know you could say you could start to play that narrative a little bit but again if you're down that low and you're trying to find some legit value i think croft is someone who might be you know attractive there uh, I would agree. Yeah, I like, I like Tyler Croft. That's a good one. I should have probably looked at that harder. You can also, if you're going to bet Tyler Croft first touchdown at 30 to 1, uh, go ahead and on um, at Caesars, you can scroll down a little bit further and you can bet him anytime touchdown nine and a half to one. I mean, like that's, it. you know, like yeah, that's the root. That's the root. Yeah. Um, Jonathan Taylor, by the way, minus 155 anytime touchdown. I don't hate Zach, uh, Michael Pittman, excuse me, uh, plus 118 anytime touchdown uh, either. Mo Ali Cox is a guy I got for first touchdown, 15 okay. to 1. Uh, I also like Naheem Hines at 16 to one. And we've just seen Carson Wentz use him in the red zone. And then Carson Wentz, 25 to one. Again, he's using his legs more. If maybe they get a pass interference, he sneaks. Actually, I take that back. If they get a pass interference, they're probably running Jonathan Taylor. But if we get like a third and goal from the three or something like that, it wouldn't be crazy at all to see them bootleg him. They're probably like Jonathan Taylor's don't bet a lot on these first touchdown scores in this game. And you know, Jonathan Taylor is probably going to score the first touchdown. Yeah. Um, the value is really, and I know I picked three Colts, but I mean, the value is probably more on the Jets just because they're big. When you get a big underdog like that, if they come out and surprise anybody and score in this primetime game, they get the ball first, they go down and you know, they got scripted plays or whatever. Uh, you know, you're just getting better numbers on those guys. But um, yeah, this is not a great first touchdown market, but that's fine. Still could be an exciting game. And uh, we will have, of course, DFS Talk available to you on the YouTubes. That's it for the podcast version. If you want to check out the DFS chat between me and Sully, go to youtube.com slash pick six or search for pick six podcast on the YouTube app. See you over at the YouTubes in a second. Sully.